Radio Influence. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I am your host, Vincent Hill. You know what that means. It's Tuesday. It's 8 p.m. You're right here at RadioInfluence.com listening to the hottest, and I mean the hottest, show in the land. Hey, I'm a little biased, but it's Beyond the Badge talking about the top police cases affecting the country, affecting society, affecting the elections, affecting everything that we know, affecting mass media. We talk about it here on Beyond the Badge. And before I start tonight, I want to share a little good news at work, at my day job. For those of you that don't know, I do have a day job and I'm in the fraud world and I work for a finance company and I was actually just promoted this week, today as a matter of fact, to Director of Fraud Strategy and Operations. And a lot of you guys probably don't even know what the heck I'm talking about. It sounds like a very long title. It is a very long title, but it comes with some great responsibilities. I'm honored that my leadership saw that in me. I interviewed for it a couple of weeks ago. You know the waiting game when you interview for a position, the waiting, the anticipation, the anxiety. But I found out, I got the promotion, I look forward to it. I'm going to do great things. At least that's what my brain tells me to take that team to a whole new level. I look forward to it as the new director of fraud strategy and operations. Now, enough about that. Let's switch gears here and get back to what I love doing. You guys love listening to. Hey, you might hate listening to me, but as long as you're listening, that's all that matters. Last week, I touched on. Colin Kaepernick and his refusal to stand at the national anthem. He did it again. It's gotten to the White House. And now President Obama himself has spoken about Colin Colin Kaepernick and his refusal to stand during the national anthem. And I want to play what the president said here, just a quick soundbite. And then I want to discuss it. And I want to discuss why what he said as the President of the United States, has me very, very upset. In terms of Mr. Kaepernick, you know, i got to confess that I haven't been thinking about football uh, while I've been over here. Uh, and I, I haven't been following this closely, but I, uh, you know, my understanding at least is, is that uh, he's exercising his constitutional right to make a statement. I think there's a long history of sports figures doing so. Um, I think there are a lot of ways you can do it. Uh, as, as a general matter, uh, when it comes to the flag and the national anthem and uh, the meaning that that holds for our men and women in uniform and, and, and those who fought for us, um, you know, that is uh, a tough thing for them to get past to then hear uh, what his deeper concerns are. But I don't doubt his sincerity based on what I've heard. I think he cares about uh, some 
real, legitimate issues that have to be talked about. Um, and you know, if nothing else, what he's done is he's generated uh, you know, more conversation around some topics that need to be talked about. Now, first things first, no one, including Kaepernick himself, said this had anything to do with the military and the men and women that fought for the flag. But here's the problem I have with the president of the United States of America. Yes, I agree with the president that Colin is exercising his right to freedom of speech. No argument there. But if I were president, which means by default, I am the commander in chief of the U.S. military. Not only would I say that it bothered the men and women of the uniform, it bothered me as their leader. Now, again, this is me if I was president, like I just made director at work. If something affected my team, guess what? By default, as their leader, it affects me. So, here's a president, and it's documented, who, during a national anthem, refused to put his hand over his heart, which is tradition. If you're in that position, you place your right hand over your heart. It's tradition. It's expected. You are the commander-in-chief for those men and women you just talked about who gave their lives for the flag. But yet in 2007, President Obama is seen standing with his hands clasped at his waist during the national anthem. In 2014, President Obama did not salute the Marine standing in front of the helicopter when the Marine showed his respect to his commander-in-chief and saluted him. And what did President Obama do? Get back off the helicopter and shake his hand. He did not want a handshake from his commander-in-chief. He wanted a salute, the tradition of the salute, the tradition of the American flag. So yes, it's no surprise that President Obama has said, yes, he stands behind Colin, uh, why do I keep calling him Colin? Colin Kaepernick's decision not to stand during the national anthem, and it's his right, which it is. But again, if I were president, the commander-in-chief, and I told the world that it affected my military so much to the point that they could not hear past that to hear his message, then I would say as their leader, if it affects them, it affects me. Because I took an oath of office as the president of the United States. And with that oath, I pledge allegiance to the American flag and everything it stands for to the American people. And of course, the president goes on to say that, yes, Colin Kaepernick has made it clear that there's some issues that we definitely need to talk about. And what are those issues? According to Colin and according to the president, because he's been saying it for eight years, there's this mass racial disparity amongst police and blacks. And to quote 
Colin Kaepernick, there's bodies laying in the street. And people are getting away with it. And we've all heard those names. Michael Brown, Alton Sterling, Tamir Rice, Seville Smith. We've all heard those names. But let's talk about some other bodies laying dead in the street. Let's talk about it here for just a few minutes. Let's talk about Clint Curvinus. Let's talk about Timothy Smith. Let's talk about David Milton. Let's talk about Matthew Gerald. Let's talk about Jose Chavez. Let's talk about bodies lying in the street. Like Kaepernick said. Wait a minute. What, 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 wait, wait just a second. Those names I mentioned, I don't think anybody's heard of. I didn't see it on CNN for two weeks. I didn't see riots. I didn't see protest. But it's the same situation. Bodies lying in the street as a result of gunfire, right? Well, let's talk about why we haven't heard these names. Clint Carnovas, New Mexico police officer, shot and killed Friday, September 7th, while chasing a suspect that had active warrants. He was shot and killed, and his body was lying on the street. Imagine that. Timothy Smith, shot and killed August 13th, 2016, while chasing an armed suspect. Guess what? He wasn't shot in his home. He wasn't shot in his car. He wasn't shot randomly at McDonald's. His body was lying in the street, Mr. Kaepernick. You said you're protesting because there's bodies lying in the street. Let's talk about it if we're going to talk about it. Oh, here's another one. Captain Robert David Milton, Kansas City Police Department, chasing an armed suspect. Guess what? He was shot. Guess where he died? In the street. So guess where his body was, Mr. Kaepernick, Mr. President? His body was lying in the street. Just like those bodies that you're sitting down at the national anthem because you're protesting because it is just outrageous and it's oppression. You don't think these families now feel oppressed that they have to deal with the loss of a loved one? Not only loss of a loved one, but loss of economic status. Is that not oppression? If someone is providing income into a household and suddenly they are now dead lying in the street, is that not oppression? Because isn't the basis of oppression the failure to make the same economic standards as everyone else? So therefore, if Robert Milton's family relied on his income as a source of their living, and now that is suddenly taken, taken away because he is now lying dead in the street. Is that not oppression, Mr. Kaepernick? Is that not oppression? Shall I go on with more bodies lying in the street? I think I shall. Bill Cooper, Sebastian County Sheriff's Office, Arkansas, killed August 10th, 2016, while approaching a house during a domestic violence call, which I've said are the most dangerous calls there are. Guess what? The person in the house didn't want to go to jail. 
So what did he do? He got his rifle and shot outside, killing Bill Cooper. Guess what? Think about it. He died lying in the street. Yet another reason to protest, right, Mr. Kaepernick? Wait, I got one more. Let's go with Kenny Motts. Maryville Police Department, Tennessee. Killed August 25th, 2016. The same way, responding to a domestic violence call. Shots ring out from the house. The officer gets shot in the neck. Guess what? He died lying in the street, Mr. Kaepernick. So to your point, yes, there are bodies lying in the street. But what are you doing about it? See, what you do and what you've done is you've taken what the mass media wants you to see and you say, well, it's got to be a problem and I'm going to make a stand. But you're not making a stand. What you're doing is just making yourself look ridiculous. Because if you knew facts and the one thing that does not lie are numbers. If you knew facts and if you knew numbers, A, you would know that two to one, more white males are killed by police than black males. That is a fact. It is undisputable. And it's been that way for the last three years that we've been seeing the Black Lives Matter movement protest all over this country. That is a fact. And if you want to talk about bodies lying in the street, I don't see you protesting for these officers that risk their lives every day, and they would do it for you at the drop of a dime because that's what they do. Now, I guarantee if the stuff hit the fan and you needed the police, would you sit there and say, well, I'm not going to call them because I'm oppressed and you're oppressing black people, so I'm not going to call you. But if someone was breaking into your house or attempting to steal your car, are robbing you at gunpoint. Are you going to call the Black Lives Matter movement to take care of it? No, because A, they're going to run like little kids. And B, you're going to need someone there that despite how you feel about them, would still come out to protect and to serve you. Despite the disrespect that you have shown them, that you have shown the flag of the United States of, the, of America and the disrespect that you have shown to America as a whole. They would do it because that's what they do. And they wouldn't say, oh, I'm not coming because I may end up lying in the street because they know the second they step out of their house, they could be lying in the street dead to protect people like you, people like me, and people like Everyone else across this great country. And let's not forget the over 70 officers that patrol the exact stadium you play in for not only the fan safety, and think about this, Mr. Kaepernick, not only for the fan safety, but for the team safety. And with you being a member of the team, guess what they are by default? doing they are protecting and serving you even though you're slapping them in the face by sitting there not standing up 
Now you got your 1970s Afro going on. I guess you're trying to make a statement with that as well. But 70 plus officers, anytime you are in that stadium, are there not only to protect the fans, not only to look out for possible terrorism, but to also protect you. Hmm. Oppression. But enough about Kaepernick, because as far as I'm concerned, your 15 minutes of fame ended 45 minutes ago. If it was up to me, there would be no cameras on you when you're sitting during the national anthem. I would not even let the American people see that. But that's if it was up to me. But again, your 15 minutes of fame was up 45 minutes ago. I want to switch gears and I want to bring it home to Atlanta. I want to bring it a little more personal for me. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, uh, I was on this panel with CBS 46, and it was involving police and the Black Lives Matter movement. And one of the people on the panel, it was myself, uh, two attorneys, one is the uh, district attorney for Cobb County, the other is a family attorney, I believe, and there was a individual on the panel from the Black Lives Matter movement called who calls himself Sir Major. Now, for whatever reason, and I, I know it was on purpose, the producers put myself and Sir Major in the same segment. And let's say it was very heated uh, because, you know, I'm very passionate about policing and when police are being uh, made to look like bad guys when they're not. And, you know, I have no problem talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. So Sir Major goes on to say how I'm a bad person, I'm a surrogate because I support police, yada, 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 and he's been trained in police tactics, and he knows that any situation can be de-escalated. And during the panel, I said, well, when when did you get this police training? He's well, I, I got private security training. And I said, well, let's be clear, I had six months police academy training, which is pretty intense versus your eight to 16 hours of security training. So anyway, I was down at CBS 46 last week and there's a running joke. Every time I go, go down there to tell do a story, everyone asks, Hey, have you spoken to Sir Major lately? Or I'll say, Hey, have you spoken to Sir Major lately? So I'm down there and the producer, David tells me, he's like, Oh, you didn't hear? I said, hear what? He said, well, it, it was found out that Sir Major was this big fraud who, oh yeah, and during the panel he said he was an actor who had been on the show American Horror Stories, which I still haven't confirmed, by the way. But apparently this Sir Major, real name, Tyree Connors Page, had been arrested several times for impersonating a police officer. Well, in actuality... He was a uniformed security guard. So, yeah, I guess he did have security train. No, I'm sorry. Use of force training, as he put it. While he was security guard. But anyway, on one occasion, he had this girl in handcuffs and was arresting her as he as if he was a police officer. On another occasion, while he was a security guard, he approached a martyr police officer and people that don't know what martyr is. It's the train station here or the train system here in Atlanta that gets you around the city. 
he approaches this plainclothes officer while he's in an unmarked car and tells him, I need to see your ID. <laughs> so the officer's like, who the hell are you? Well, I, don't worry about that. I need to see your ID. So guess what the officer does? He badges out on him like, no, let me see your ID. I'm the police. Who the hell are you? So he gets arrested for that. Then to top it off, he goes into the federal building with guns, with guns. This is going to trip you out and tells the people he is an FBI agent. Now, of course, the media was all over this. They went to his house. They wanted to talk to him. He had nothing to say. Which is ironic because here's a guy that battled with me for 10 minutes on this segment about the same thing Kaepernick is saying, how the police are bad and there's oppression and it has to stop and blah, blah, blah. But you hate the police so bad that you go around impersonating them? No, let me translate that for you. As a kid... And he's really only like 25, 26. But as a kid, you had aspirations and dreams of being a police officer. But for some reason, you couldn't do it. If I had to guess, you could not pass a psychological examination. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. You had these big dreams and aspirations to be the police. And when that didn't happen, you know that old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. I think Sir Major, a.k.a. Tyree Conyers Page, switched that around. Instead of, if you can't beat them, join them, I think he used the mentality, if you can't join them, let's beat them up. Because now, since you're going around trying to make yourself famous, meeting with the mayor and speaking at the mayor's rally about police brutality, it's not because... You really support Black Lives Matter. It can't be because for years, not right before this happened, but for years, you went around pretending to be police. And I bet you, I bet money, if you look hard enough, there's applications by Tyree Conyers Page to some police departments, either in the state of Georgia or in the state of Ohio, where he's from. I guarantee it. So, you can't join him? Let's beat him. That's the mentality you took. But it gets better. So, remember, this guy claims to be in the Black Lives Matter. The Atlanta chapter of the Black Lives Matter movement actually kicked him out. And some people said he had violent tendencies. Oh, violent tendencies. Well, this is the same guy that took guns into the federal building in downtown Atlanta and claimed to be an FBI agent. Now, what was he going to do with those guns at the federal building claiming to be an FBI agent? Or what was he going to do with this young lady in 2014 when he had her handcuffed outside of a gas station and he was wearing a uniform that looked almost identical to Atlanta PD? Was he going to kidnap her? Was he going to rape her? What was he going to do? Because he was just a security guard. You know, he had all of this training with the use of force and all of this stuff. His eight hours of training, mind you. But what was he going to do with this young lady in 2014? And what was he going to do with the real police that he said, I need to see your ID? What was he going to do? Put him in handcuffs? 
use a taser on him, what was he going to do? So he gets kicked out of the real chapter of the Atlanta Black Lives Matter movement. He starts his own organization, and then it's found out that he is a fraud. And I got to tell you, a big smile came across my face when I heard this. Because here's a guy that even during the set, we were off camera. I'm trying to be decent and cordial with the guy. I'm asking him personal questions. Is he from Atlanta? No, I'm not. I'm not from Atlanta. And I don't like what you what y'all did to Troy Davis. I said, well, first of all, dude, I was 16 when Troy Davis was arrested for the murder of that police officer in Savannah. And I didn't even live in Atlanta then. Well, you guys still executed him. Vincent Hill has never executed anyone in his life. Well, you support police, so therefore you're part of the problem of what happened to Troy Davis. And I told him, I said, dude, stop talking to me because you are a complete idiot. So then he goes on to say how he was going to bash me on Twitter, bash me on Facebook, bash me to the media, all of this good stuff. And I told him, knock yourself out. Go ahead and try it. But it's ironic how the guy that was going to bash me on Twitter and Facebook and to the media turns out to be a fraud and a wannabe cop. See, to you, Sir Major, a.k.a. Tyree, you dreamt about doing that job. You fantasized about doing that job. You probably got in the mirror every day and put on that little fake-ass uniform and just, oh, look at me. I'm Mr. Badass. But guess what? While you were dreaming it, I was living it. While you were fantasizing about it, I was putting my life on the line for it. So you, sir, are a phony, a fraud. And one of these days, and I don't know why it hasn't already happened, one of these days, you will likely do Serious time in prison for the actions that you're doing. And if you did it once and you did it twice and you did it three times, you will likely do it again. And I hope this time you actually get what you what you deserve. And that is serious jail time. And if you want to see this guy, all you have to do is Google Tyree Conyers hyphen page or the world's sexiest albino, as he calls himself on his website, <laughs> or Sir Major, S-I-R-M-A-E-J-O-R, Atlanta. You'll see him, and then you'll see all the articles about how he was arrested for pretending to be a cop. You fake wannabe eight-hour security guy. When I tell you I know policing, I know policing. When I tell you I know the use of force continuum and what officers can do, I know the use of force continuum and what officers can do. You know what a security guard can do with his flashlight. You know what a security guard can do with his whistle. I know the real streets. You fantasize about the real streets. You oompa loompa. Anyway, you're not worth my time. It's time for roll call. And I thought I would switch it up for tonight. Now, over the last few months of this year, we've heard names. Alton Sterling, we've heard names 
Seville Smith and people outraged about that they got killed by police, even though they had guns and they were resisting and pointing guns. Anyway, so what I want to do tonight for roll call is recognize that 38, 38 police officers in 2016 have been killed by gunfire. And yes, some of those police officers were black. So again, I ask you, if black lives matter, should they not matter all the time? Think about that. 38 officers this year have given their lives protecting and defending the fake wannabe cops and the little kids that want to protest the national anthem. They do it every day. 38. With that said, I thank all 38 for their service. I thank them for giving the ultimate sacrifice, their lives, doing what they love. I thank them for knowing that every time they leave the house, it could be the last time they see their spouse or their children, but they do it anyway. And eventually, 38 have ended up that exact way. The last time seeing their spouse or their children or their parents or their loved ones. 38 police officers killed by gunfire in 2016. But yet, we have oppression of dead bodies lying in the street. Yet, we need police reform, right? That's not what we need in this country. Anyway, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Catch me on iTunes immediately after the show. Catch me next week right here, RadioInfluence.com, the hottest thing in radio, RadioInfluence.com. Thank you. I love you. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. When you are looking for everything going on in MMA, you want to come to the MMA Insiders Podcast as myself, Jason Floyd, and Sam Kappel will give you insight you cannot get anywhere else. I've done it all in this sport, a matchmaker, promoter, even an amateur fighter. If you're looking for the inside scoop and inside perspective you can't get anywhere else, MMA Insiders Podcast is your destination. Check out the MMA Insiders Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.